Welcome to the Anime Research Society, otherwise known as ARS. This is podcast episode two, brought to you by CG Magazine and the Pixels and Ink podcast. Our mission? To explore the depths of anime. The good, the bad, and the absolutely insane. We'll take a look at some of the best and worst of the season, and some recommendations to lead you on your own research journey. I'm your host, Cole Watson, and joining us today are our panel of experts, Lisa Muir. Oh, hello. Remington Joseph. Hi. And Preston Doza. I, w- I don't know. I was going to say something else there, but I didn't. So how is everybody today? <laughs> Way to start it off. Yeah. Nice and strong, well. Preston. Nice and strong. Good job. Good hosting. Um, I'm good because I don't have to host today, so I'm great. Yes, I'm taking over duties this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> And if you thought my intro was bad, wait until I host. It's going to be a train wreck. Guys, tune into episode three, where Preston's our host. Uh, and Remington, how are you? I'm doing all right. You know, yeah. it's a tough day. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bad day. day. yeah, it's a tough day. But you Slipped know. on some ice. <laughs> We're about to talk about some anime, so I'm good. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's okay. Up. Well... Let's get into our first section, which is this season. Uh, How this season works, if this is your first episode of uh, the Anime Research Society, is that one of us nominates an anime that uh, the whole panel is going to watch. We're going to look at the first three episodes and discuss it. Uh, Just a warning that this section does contain spoilers uh, for these first three episodes, because we do want to get in depth with it, as well as hook you into the experience. So my anime that I recommended this week is Darling in the Franks, brought to you by A1 Productions and Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we kick things off with a summary then? The Guys, synopsis. is this show about sex? Because I'm pretty sure well, this show get is into about the, sex. Let's get it into might the be about sex. <laughs> it is 99.9% possible that this will be, at some point, a metaphor for sex. I love you, Trigger. Anyway, go on, Cole. <laughs> the year is XXX. Everything has gone okay, sexual. So maybe it, <laughs> okay, so maybe it totally is The metaphor sex. is subtle. Uh, <laughs> it is very subtle. Realistically, though, the Earth is reduced to rubble, and humanity continues to live on in mobile cities known as plantations. In order to operate these plantations, the colonies require magma energy, which attracts the deadly life forms known as claxosaurs. To combat this dire threat, young pilots are developed in pairs within the plantations with the sole purpose of battling and carrying out missions in giant robots called Franks. To our protagonist hero, piloting a Franks equates to proving his existence. But alas, this born prodigy is falling behind and failing to successfully sync with any female he partners with. That is, until he meets the mysterious horned girl known as Zero Two. Okay, okay, so yeah, this show's about sex. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, this is A1, so it's like you know what to expect. And Trigger. And, and Trigger. trigger. But, and that's the thing. These are both companies that do a lot of fan service sex stuff. It's yes. just like kill the kill 
was not sex, but it was awfully close with some of those transformations. Kill a Kill was like the messaging there is like female maturity. Exactly. Yeah. This one is I mean, kind of the- at least by the end of Kill a Kill, like literally every character was naked. Oh yeah. So like that was the thing that we could had fall a back nudist on. society working with us. <laughs> but it's but, not about being naked; it's about being free yeah. and being comfortable with yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But uh, back to Darling in the Franks, right. which I, okay, can we talk about one thing real quick? Yeah. Um, okay. It's Franks, but spelt with two X's on the end. Yep. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. No, it's intentional. It's it's not quite triple X. It's it's double X. It's just, just it's softcore it's, it's just it's just crusting the cup. I'm pretty sure it's chromosomes, right? X chromosomes? Yeah. Like yeah that's well, there's a lot of metaphors we can look uh, yeah. into here. That's just one of them. I mean, we're looking at the first three episodes. There's only been six episodes of the show so far, and there's a lot to talk about. And there's a lot to keep yeah. going. Like, yeah. come back in three months when we figure out what the hell's up with episode twenty. <laughs> anyway. Um, so shall we get started on episode one? Sure. Yes. Titled Alone and Lonesome, where Dr. Franks and 002 arrive in one such city to develop his latest Franks. Uh, after failing his test to become a Franks pilot, yet again, Hero wanders off into the forest area of the plantation where he encounters 02, who just arrived onto the base with her new Mecha Strelitzia. 02 proceeds to flirt with Hero, saying that she feels happy, isn't scared of her horns, and that she feels very similar to him. Zero Two believes that Hero's ability to pilot a Franks is latent and that he would be the perfect partner for her, her darling, so to speak. Promptly, Zero Two is escorted back to the base by her security detail and splits off from Hero, who debates leaving the city for good. After parting ways with his old partner, Naomi, the plantation is attacked by a Klaxosaur and Strelitzia is deployed with Zero Two and her severely injured ma- <coughs> male partner. Excuse me. However, the pair are no match for the monster and are quickly defeated. With her partner killed in action, Hero volunteers himself to help pilot Strelitzia and Zero Two. The two characters embrace, kiss, and proceed to defeat the monster with ease. Okay, so this is also the episode where we learn that she has a reputation of killing. Yeah, oh, and like it's, it sets yeah. the stage for everything that, okay, these are two main characters, this is the world they live in, and oh, by the way, she kills everyone she partners with, so good luck, son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but we also get the impression that Hero is, uh, you know, well, he is named Hero. Hero is the... Hero protagonist. Yeah, the hero protagonist, yeah. but also he has like that the one special thing, and that seems to be the reason why he can't partner with anyone. Yeah, and it's not clear what that special thing is. And, uh... It's it's trigger, so that's gonna be. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be weird. Thing. It's, it's gonna, gonna be something weird. that blows also, your mind. It's also a one, so you get the most bland protagonist that you can at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like this episode. I hated him because I was like, oh, it's Kirito or the guy from Asterisk War, but with even less characters. Like he is the most like with a name like Hero. Like he is pretty generic yeah. I was like, thinking there's nothing special about him except for the fact that oh he can partner with um, Zero Two yeah it's just oh he's the nice guy he, he's very nice to everybody and everybody loves and him and all of his friends just like yeah everyone seems to love him for it they also yeah. love him and at the same time just constantly shit on him yeah <laughs> like where they're like yeah well he failed Did to become a pilot so yeah. we gotta move on without him I don't know if they love him so much as they love the group I think it's more of like the, pe- the people who are there are more this is our group and this is our t- unit and no matter who's part of it we still have to be part- tied as a unit because they're, they're not just shitting on him they're like exiling him and ostracizing yeah. him except yeah. for the one character. Yeah, Ichigo. Yeah. Ichigo, who, okay, she has the hots for him. 
Like, yeah. That's oh, yeah. pretty clear. Why Obviously. she's partnered with Goro, who knows why, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... The thing that I got with Hero especially was that they view him actually as a messiah at the start because he everyone starts off with code names in this. <coughs> and Hero gave everyone their own name. That's why they have uh, Zorome, Ichigo, Goro. Hero picked out all of those names for those people. And even in other plantations, he's seen as this like really special character. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I didn't care about him. Like, yeah, I'll agree with that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Zero Two looked really nice. I was like, oh, she's she's a nice looking character. I mean, we do get a nudity scene. <laughs> I mean, that's A one. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. By contrast to Hero Zero Two is okay. She also seems pretty generic for me, despite having like more of a personality up front. Like, in that, she is like the magical pixie dream girl type character who is like, hi, like I am the best at everything. And I am special. I am unique with, like, the horns on her yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. And she is clearly set up as a way to, like, oh, the protagonist is... Well, the protagonist is a failure. Like, Hero is a failure at the start. He failed the uh, test to become a Franks pilot. And she's set up as, like, I can make you not a failure. Well, yeah, she's his power source, which yeah. is very unfortunate. I she can... seems like she could be an interesting character. Yeah. But <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say one thing. When I saw her at first, and I'm, I'm totally on board with you on the Manic Pixie Dream Girl... She's really generic. We've seen her a million times. Basically, she's in every anime. But, but, here's the one thing. She does this whole, oh, I can make you better. But it's not from a place of, like, the the typical um, Manic Pixie Dream Girl kind of role play in the sense that she's she will become, like, the blank slate and he will all of a sudden become the star. It's more like you get the impression that I can make you better, like, I will absorb you. And that will make you better because you're not going to be here anymore kind of thing. I get that when I first saw her. It's like, yeah, she knows what she's doing with this kind of guy. It's kind of mm-hmm. neat. Or even the symbolism to me of, like, I can make you become a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also doesn't, like, just from, like, the scenes of the pilots, like, linking up in the Franks. Oh, I can't believe I have to call it that. But, um, but like, it's pretty clearly sexual with like long emphasis on them like linking up yeah. and like working together and the positioning of the male and the fe- uh, female pilots the in the max lines. The lines, yeah the guys. lines are basically like watching it it's like it's i like just want to say that's what she said yeah, yeah that's what she is. said well i mean when they when they start up their their mechs like the girls moan Yep. Because the girls let on like a little moan and please just... don't be too rough with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and i was just like is this okay? Yeah. And every battle ends with like obsessive panting. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, well, it's even like, work. like even yeah. the pilots themselves, like the girls are called pistols, and the and the males are called stamens, aka the sexual yeah. organs for plants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Apart from like what's going on inside each of the mechs, I really like the design for each of the franks. Like so- I'm kind of. I kind of like how they're anthropomorphized a lot, like with the constant shots of like you go outside and the girls talking, but just shows like the face on the robot moving. Well, meanwhile, like all the male characters have like are just talking from inside the robot. Yeah, it does a lot to help make it stand out and makes it not as generic like mech type. The way that mech that mech anime tend to go with like the partnership thing. Well, um, it, yeah, because I think it's. 
like in the regular, like in, in, a, in a traditional mech anime, we no. don't see anything with the mech because it's never really about the mech. Yeah, it's, it's like always a, about the people inside. Yeah, it's yeah. like a still face and it's meant to look cool. But yeah. here, um, they're all anthropomorphized with like mm. their own reactions. They look and move in a more human way than any mech that I can recall in like at least recent anime. Yeah. So for the most part, I like the mech designs. I just have a personal thing against mechs with human-looking eyes. It it bothers me. It, it makes creeps me out. <laughs> yeah, it creeps but me out. I don't know. It makes me think of like Hero Man or something. And I get it, the purpose it throws of me it, off. Though. I mean, it's, yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Totally. Once they're together, they're a different thing, and then that becomes the mech. Yeah, it's it's more like yeah, Ultraman or something so like that. Yeah. I believe this is actually weird. the same mecha designer who worked on Hero Man. I know it's the same one that worked on Star Driver and. Uh, Oh, what's the other one? Uh, Captain Earth. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, they look good. It's just that one thing that throws me off. I think it's because I grew up with Gundam. Yeah. So yeah. I'm used to lifeless mechs with just very little, <laughs> very little animation and expression. And That's I'm why like, I love. The- Are you a character? <laughs> That's why I love the cuteness of the super deformed style when they do give the little eyes and stuff. I remember that throwing me off so much because I was like, why is this Gundam talking? <laughs> like, when I saw that for the first time I, watching the episode, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Like, I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah, it, it just throws me off because I'm not used to that from mechs. But it does work in this one series, like, particularly. I think it works perfectly because it is them coming together to become this new being. So it works. I'm okay with it. I can get on board. For the first action like uh, scene for the series, I think A1 did a pretty damn good job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this whole series overall, it's like a weird competition between Trigger and A1 for me. Yeah. Where I can see both influences so clearly that I'm just like, oh, I wonder where they agreed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can tell, actually. Because like, the first three episodes that we're looking at here, they're all A1. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels so A1, and I'm just like, oh, but this is like a trigger story. Yeah. yeah. But, but with clear A1 just all over it. I wish we did get to mention some of the trigger episodes, because those are uh, right now four and six. Yeah. And they're going to be great. Yeah. And they're gorgeous. Um, can we talk a bit about Dr. Franks? <laughs> oh. he, he runs an entire army full of children, and they yeah. all refer to him as father. Is it no, fa- no, no, that's it not fa- Frank. That's not Dr. Franks. There, no, that's the boss. That's the, the boss, boss of them. Yeah. 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 That's basically like the mech creator. But yeah. then there is Papa. Papa, <laughs> Papa, <laughs> Papa and Nana. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was weird. It's, <laughs> it's very weird and very culty. And, and they call it plantations, and these kids are raised without like any parental like figures. And it looks, from the glimpses that we saw, I'm not sure if anywhere in the first episode, but in future episodes, the glimpses that we see are like it's pretty depressing yeah, yeah. the devast- I mean the devastation when they find out they can't be partners like we do in, in this episode we and they call see- them parasites yeah they call yeah. them parasites yeah they're also locked away. Like, they're in that little thing that they call the birdcage. I forget the exact name of the location. But um, it's a very pretty place. We eventually get to see the city in, like, episode three of what that really looks like. But these kids are completely locked away from that. They don't get access to the city at all. That's the thing. I think it's supposed to feel creepy like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think Definitely. that whole thing is supposed to just be disturbing. Or when they go out for their graduation ceremony and one of the kids is like, look at all the adults. And all the adults are dressed in, like, these cultish uniforms. Oh, yeah. That's, like... What the hell's going on here? So it's kind of I, I wonder what the connection between that and the Claxosaurs are because there's got to be some sort of yeah. they look the Claxosaurs themselves when we first do see them in the first episode they're very very mechy themselves 
Yeah, like so, essentially robotic dinosaurs. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see how that might play out as the series goes on. Okay, I guess we can then go over to episode two, mm-hmm. titled What It Means to Connect. Despite being able to pilot Strelitzia in the previous episode, Hero has no recollection of what actually happened in the cockpit, leading many of his fellow parasites to believe Hero is lying and that Zero Two did all the work since she's able to pilot a Franks by herself. The team are wary of Zero Two and her reputation as a partner killer, making them feel uncomfortable. To put Hero to the test, the APE Council decide to arrange a mock Franks battle between Hero and his comrades with his future as a pilot on the line. The catch is that he cannot pilot Strelitzia or partner with Zero Two. This causes the team leader Ichigo to volunteer as his partner. During the battle, Hero is able to connect with Ichigo briefly, but quickly the link is severed and the Franks becomes inoperable. Ichigo becomes frustrated that she can't do anything for Hero, whom she cares for deeply. The two mirror the kissing scene of the previous episode, but still fail to connect, to which Ichigo throws a fit of rage and pilots her Franks alone. You know, I, it's been, I, I watched this as it was coming out. We're, like you said, we're up to, right now, up to episode, episode six. six is out, right? Um, I forgot just how much is packed into the first three episodes of the show. It's yeah. just, it feels like what you're describing was something that happened like further along from what I saw. And it's just, it's really, really really jam-packed. It's a dense I actually like it. I like the pacing of the yeah. show. So yeah. Far. But, so, ep- pretty good. but episode good. two is like, for me at least, it was a bit too jammed-packed and in mm-hmm. comparison to like the first and the third episodes, I wasn't clear on the pacing of it. Yes. It's... So far, like, out of all the episodes that I've watched, I've watched four so far, it's the one that I want to say it's most skippable. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give you that one. Um, I mean, I get that they're trying to make the emphasis on no one should be 002's partner, and they spend a lot of the episode providing examples of that with, um, like, how, with, uh, like, the way that they're reacting around the situation kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I get that, and I, I know that's supposed to build gravity for something to pay off later on, but it's just, between that and the things that were happening, I, I think you can catch up really easily with three. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I took away from the second episode was that fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they did the test, just because it showed how in sync everybody has to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I I liked how both sides were struggling with it. It wasn't just, oh, Hero can't pilot. It was the other side. The moment they argued for a second, they couldn't move properly. Yeah. And I I liked that. That was the only really real thing I took away from that episode. So what did you guys think of Ichigo and Hero's relationship? And how it was introduced in episode two. Um, I thought it was forced. It felt very haremish. I was yeah. like, okay, mm-hmm. it's another girl who likes him because why not? He's the main character. Well, there's a reason behind it in that Hero gave her her name and stuff. They really treasure those names. Yeah, but I mean, she's paired with somebody else, so you would think that she would be more interested in him. Yeah, that's something I'd actually be like really interested to explore in this series that I hope they address is like why these kids are partnered with each other because they're force-made relationships. They're not that they had a choice in the matter. Yeah, but it seems like everybody does get along to a point where I'm just like, what about this guy? He's just standing there. Yeah, He's but- standing there while Ichigo's obsessed with Hira, and it, <laughs> it just seemed weird to me. Yeah. To add to that, when I saw um, Ichigo's relationship with Hiro, I was like, oh boy, that's what the show needs. We need a love triangle. Yeah, yeah that's what I want to watch. Um, 
I'm not a fan of those in general. Like, I'll give the show some time to see how it, like, explores and builds out so that maybe it isn't as sudden or as arbitrary as it currently feels. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I don't like immediate love triangles. Yeah, and that's yeah. what seemed to have happened because all of the inter- all of Ichigo's interactions with Zero Two are basically like stay away from Hero because he is mine. Yeah, get away, and then Zero Two's just like, no, he's my darling. That's it. Was it was just very, very manufactured. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just uh, yeah, not. I wasn't having it. I mean, I I guess I understand because do we find out? I think it's this episode that we do find out about the names, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So we found out by now that. She was, like, one of the first people he gave a name to, mm-hmm. and that was a thing for her. But that just... I mean, that's, like, that's years like, of love after that. Yeah, that's, that was <laughs> yeah. just really stalker-friendly yeah. That's right just there. like, it's okay, like, we're friends now. You gave me a name. Yeah. That doesn't seem like, I love you now. I love you forever <laughs> because you gave me a name. Yeah, I love you, pilot me. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> mm. Get in the robot, Shinji. Yeah, get in the robot. <laughs> There's a girl in there. Get in the robot, and she just bends over. And it's like, no, that's. <laughs> oh god, that'd be really creepy in in NGE, especially because it's like Unit Zero One's already Shinji's mom. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, uh, I want a girl inside me. <laughs> oh god, moving away from yes. that. Uh, uh. Let's talk a little bit more about the side characters. Uh, in this episode, particularly with. Mostly, this is just introducing us to everyone. They're very stereotypical. They're very underwhelming in yeah. that they feel like the typical like trigger fair. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. just one quirk each. Yeah, that's how it goes. Here's the guy who likes to eat a lot. He is the asshole. <laughs> yep. Here's the short, angry girl. Yeah, here's the, short, here's angry the kinder asshole. girl. Here's the taller asshole. It's a little more serious. Here's the person who also, looks like they have their stuff together. Also, can I point out that the two tallest people in the group like the guy who eats a lot and um the girl with the very long hair they're partnered together and the two shortest people in the group are partnered together and the smartest people are partnered together and the two people who we know little about but are kind of like snobbish are partnered together and it's just like oh really never mind my previous question was answered this is why they're paired together (laughs) yeah they don't put a lot of effort into how they make their matches it's like (laughs) one quirk oh 100 percent match you're perfect also this is just me um, questioning the universe itself, but, like, these are kids who are um, raised to protect the city from uh, the monsters. And yeah. why don't they have more? There were more, I think. Like, but they're not shown? And it's In just, later like... later episodes, it's like every no. plantation has a squad of Franks. Yeah. But well, the interesting make... thing about this one is that they're all different. And who was protecting the city before the squad, like, was fully online? I think there's, like, a isn't war like a, going on. But isn't on, this like, particular one a training facility? That's it, how it's kind of like an experimental yeah. facility. Yeah. That's Maybe. why they're all different so, Franks and such. Yeah, yeah mm. I see that. Not Them not having, like, all of their experimental Franks all in one shot to go get killed kind of thing. Yeah, because like, yeah. 002 came from somewhere where the battles were going on. Yeah. Right. So, and they're further back in the lines. And they're still getting attacked. So yeah. It's not, like, the magnitude that they did. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that I hate most about this episode is how much it bashes you over the head with a sledgehammer made of sexual innuendos. Yeah. Like, when I looked in the Crunchyroll comments, everyone was feeling uncomfortable and considering dropping the series. Because they're still kids, guys. Yeah. I I have, oh man, it's just. How old are these kids again? They're, I guess they're high school age, because I mean. Yeah, it's like first year high school. Yeah. Like. I mean. 
it was just really uncomfortable, guys. The uniforms yeah. don't help them any. They look younger than I think they're supposed to be. Yeah. 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 Shall we move on that to... That was a really pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> we think we just all fully, like, thought about, like, what we watched, and it's like, yeah, yeah. there's some messed up stuff here. And we're talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I remember watching the fight, and I was like, what's going on? Like, this fight wasn't impressive either. No, it wasn't. It was very simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so I think this is something we were talking about before, but, like... Just besides all of that, it's still very innocent in the sense that I mean, aside from all the like blatant innuendo and the shots and the shots Mm -hmm. and everything else, because no one seems to understand what any of that actually like any sort of like kissing is. Like they haven't told these kids who are trying to like protect the city, like okay, so this is like clearly what's going on. This is what it all means because they all seem really confused. Fused and like, oh, so you're piloting it for like the first time. That's like, what? Like, you didn't explain to these kids like yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Especially yeah. when the success of this project hinges on like them successfully being compatible with each other. But we're gonna it's keep like, you in the dark. You might have just introduced some things about relationships to the kids. You know, have just a 101 class on sex ed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we need to point out that it isn't actually an. It's, yes. it's a mental connection of yeah. everything. And yeah, because it's, it's any emotional state can throw them off. But, like, the way they're showing it and presenting it as... It's... The actual piloting is the sexual part. Yeah. Everything I love the dedication that the even the test suit has a 3D printed acid. <laughs> it was like, this, <laughs> that's where I completely, like, was just laughing my ass. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, but, uh, sorry, Remington, I, I, I cut out of your point. What were you saying? Um, yeah, it's just, uh... <laughs> the fighting when they, whenever they have to actually get into the robot that's where the sexualness comes from but normally well, just it's the just sexual implication yeah, yeah. it's not actual <laughs> it's yeah just, it's just really close to it's it. just really <laughs> uncomfortable because man they lay it on thick yeah, yeah. They lay it on thick. anyway moving on to episode number three which titled is... Fighting Puppet. Yeah. Following the mock battle, Hero's fellow pilots are assigned to their first sortie with the task of defeating a Klaxosaur under the city. But as they are about to leave, Ikuno and Mitsuru's connection falters. Thus, the pilots of Delphinium, Argenta, and Janista proceed without them. However, the situation turns to the worst when they end up surrounded by a horde of Klaxosaurs and are forced to flee. 002 asks to assist the monster Lysia with Hero, but she is not allowed to sortie with them. Mitsuru, determined to prove that he is a better pilot than Hiro, offers himself to pair up with 002. Together, Mitsuru and 02 defeat the enemies with ease and rescue the others. But when they return, they find a heavily wounded Mitsuru as a consequence of pairing up with 02, who reaffirms her claim that Hiro is the only pilot compatible with her. Alright, so guys, this was the episode where I realized they were going to make a bad video game based off this later. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, the first one was introducing the plot, the second one was a tutorial fight, and now this is like their first mission. And it was very much like Monster Hunter stage-based. These yeah. are the little monsters who don't really do anything. The makers of God Eater will be all over <laughs> exactly. this. Exactly. And I was like, oh, this is a video game in the making. Oh, put the team on Freedom Wars on this, man. Oh. That'd be great. Please. I would actually play it. <laughs> As for the episode itself, and not the potential video game adaptation no, of this series. <laughs> it was a substantial improvement over episode two. Yes. And like after watching this, I immediately queued up like the next episode because I'm like, okay, I need to see where this is going because yeah. this is actually pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Having a little brain fart there, Lisa? Okay. <laughs> For me, the important part of this episode, my favorite scene by far, was the city scene with Zero Two and Hero as they explore it. Because Zero Two reveals that, I want to take you out of here, darling. I want you to forget about this place entirely. But he's like, but it's so beautiful. It's perfect. Mm. That's when the message of this series hit it for me. Where, the, where Trigger loves to do a message with all of their series. With Kill a Kill, it felt like female maturity for me. Kisniver, it felt like pain brings people closer together. This is basically being social commentary on Japanese society itself. Where... Like, the everyday salary man doesn't care about relationships, doesn't care about uh, making a family or anything. That's why Japan's birth rate's so low now. The, the big thing that, uh, that Darling in the Franks is doing is saying that, no, you should make time for this. Look at the connections that you can create with people. Don't just chase after a better social position or a better uh, position at your job. Actually commit stuff to life instead of overworking yourself to death. And I saw it in the first episode where uh, they showed the outside world and it's just fog. Yeah. There's nothing but fog there. And this was the same thing where it's just like there's a big world that none of them have seen. And she wants to go and explore it and she wants him to come with her. And I really like that because everybody else is fine in their little bubble of just, oh, no, this is our mission. This is what we're told to do. Let's do it. And she's the only one outside of that. And I really like that about this episode. It made me like her as a character. Yeah. Before yeah. that, I was like, oh, it's strong anime girl. Exactly. <laughs> now I was like, okay, she she has a longing for something. Yeah. And she really wants somebody who feels the same way. And I, I think that's the main point of Hero finding that just, like, resolve to want to see the world the same way as her. Yeah. Yeah, this is this was also the episode where I cared for Hero more, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the episode where I started to like him because I was like, oh, he has a bit of a character, too. Yeah. He's, He's not just the self-insert that I thought he was going to be. He has his own goal, or he's trying to find it. And yeah. I, I thought that was really cool with him. Well, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting progression from, like, episode one to episode three, whereas in episode one, he was like, my life is over if I can't pilot a Franks. And by the end of episode, it was by the end of this episode where he was like, no, it needs to be with 002, or I don't want to do it at all. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just... I, I still think that's still a little weak, but I can I can tolerate it for now. I I think that it's just it's it's a it seems like this is a big lead up. Like, I, it's past the three episode test for me. I think. I'm yeah. Not sure yet. <laughs> I I mean I'm that's why I said I'm still seeing a, a clash of these two studios together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm like oh Trigger wants to do a really nice story, and A1 wants characters that they can use later. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if they're actually going to do anything with these characters because I started to like all of them just a little more with the third episode. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe it could get better because even um, what's his name, Mitsuru? Uh, yeah. When yeah. he got into the Franks with Zero Zero Two, I thought that was really cool. Just seeing what how it has an effect on him. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just this turns him into an asshole. Well, he was already an asshole. Okay. Well, it, it, well, it feels like the it most ex- powerful thing. It's like that high, that ecstasy exactly. of, of like I can do anything. I'm I'm unstoppable. And then Zero Two puts him in his place real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it just showed that like he can't go outside that bubble. Like that's yeah. not for him. That's for Hero and. That could be something cool later on, or it could not. It depends on how they handle these characters. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. If I send, uh, yeah, it really depends on where they just plan on taking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know we're probably going to talk about where we think this is going. Guys, I have no idea. 
Yeah. I'm just nothing. along for the ride now. Yeah. And yeah. I'm happy to be part of it now, especially after 4, 5, and 6, which I hope people get hooked on to. Yes, 4 and 5 excited me a lot, so yeah. I was like, all right. Also, oh, that trigger animation. Exactly. Oh, That's oh where it finally God. kicks in, and <laughs> you get all of that rich detail. Oh. Yeah. I miss more. watching those shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so eh, it, it remains to be seen how this one goes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not feeling like this is Trigger's strongest work. I mean, I guess, yeah, the, it's got the collaboration yeah. aspect, but they've been they've done collaborations before, and I just feel like this is, I don't know, it's just, there's something, I feel like there's something missing. But it's only the first, again, it's only the first three episodes, so. Yeah, yeah. if you look at something like Kill the Kill, for example, it's, like, the first few episodes are like, okay, this is weird and out there, but it didn't, like, pick up until, like, the 8th, yeah. the ninth, yeah. and then it just was like. I would even say that with Kiznaiver, too. Yeah, so. Kiznaiver took me a couple tries to start on, yeah. um, and then it ended up being, like, probably my favorite trigger anime. I mean, uh, even going uh, back all the way to, like, Gurren Lagann, it's yeah. the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's not until, like, the ninth episode where it really hits you. So, so yeah. T- yeah, we... Something will happen. The question is when. Yeah. 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 All right. So are we going to continue watching this, guys? Yeah. Yeah. I'll continue. Well, I, I know. guess we'll have to for the recap episode. I mean. <laughs> well, that's a thing that we don't know. Are we going to continue these series? Or are we going to drop them, right? I mean, I'm going to add a curiosity, I guess. Yeah. 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 This is reluctantly watching now. Reluctant. Like, like with three. Yeah, talking about it more, you know? Mm-hmm. I've changed my stance since going in on this. When you suggested this one, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I was meaning to just jump in on this one. And now, thinking about it and talking about it, I'm like, I like it less than I thought I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot less. Uh, with, with me, especially with, like, episode three, I'm like, I'm along for the ride, but it might become background noise. Episode four, five, and six is where I'm like, no, full attention. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to dedicate some time to you this. You cheater. I'm, you went ahead. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> yeah. loving for this series. For me, <laughs> I want to keep watching it, but at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, okay, you got to wait, like, until this is at episode 20 and then, like, binge through all of it at once yeah. because, yeah. like... I don't know if I want to wait episode by episode for this. I know yeah. I'm putting it. I'm putting it on the back burner until I get at least most of the series ready, like out to watch. I I don't think I can. I don't think I like. I keep forgetting enough mm-hmm. in between episodes that it's starting to like. That's part of the bl- the, the blush is kind of coming off the rose for that me on that one. Oh, that's very autistic, Lisa. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, it's trigger. I have to yeah, for me, I'm watching it in small little batches. Because when I only watched the first episode, I was not interested. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get it already. And then watching the second and third, I was like, all right, it's getting a little better. Fourth and fifth, I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. So I can't watch one episode because one yeah. episode might be terrible and I'm not. I'm doing it weekly, surprisingly. I'm yeah. keeping up. Yeah. Oh, is... good luck to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope it turns out well. Yeah. I, I hope so too. I hope I you don't think... have to suffer through a lot. I feel like we're going to have an entire de- episode dedicated to, like, just what happens on episode six. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so, that being said, who knows? Um, but cool. Yeah. So, next week is Preston's pick, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, what do we have to watch for next week, Preston? Well, next week, well, I've been putting off on this show because this show is not available on Crunchyroll. It's also not available on Netflix. No. But you know what? If I'm going to get into it, all you have to get into it as well. We're watching the first three episodes of Fade Extra. No! 
I knew it. I knew it was going to be fate. I knew it. God. Okay, guys, seriously, I just got through uh, Fate Apocrypha, and I had my fill of fate for, like, that That was a whole, that will be a whole, I can't wait till we have our fate episode, Preston, because. Oh, I can't wait either. I, I just, uh, I, I, I didn't, uh. <laughs> if you thought oh. that if you thought that was insane actually no on second thought fate apocrypha is probably more insane than and more hard it's probably going to be worse than fate extra simply because of the fact that fate extra doesn't have 14 like main servants and then all of their masters and then a bunch of side characters to keep track of okay to be fair they all die in like the first or second episode so who cares or I we mean, lose track of them so we're spoiling all the series <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, big spoiler everyone dies in fate show in fate <laughs> series yeah okay, first this first one time should was... have more character development but then again I'm coming into this as like I know little of... okay I haven't even played the game from fate extra <laughs> wow you're, so, you're slacking that I didn't own a PS... <laughs> I I didn't so own a PSP dude like <laughs> not a lot of other people owned a PSP either as it turns oh, out so that's not my problem um, but yeah we're going to be watching the first three episodes of fate extra for next week's show oh, and I look good. forward to hearing I all your thoughts the on this I have homework yeah you have a lot to watch yeah because <laughs> well at least I have a starring <laughs> Point. Preston has recommended uh, Fate uh, Zero. Fate, Fate Zero. Zero, which oh, really? You're gonna watch Fate Zero before Fate's Day? Yeah, I mean, definitely. it's the prequel to it. Yeah, but I, you could come into I like it like knowing blind. The, like knowing the characters beforehand. I like the prequel a lot more. Uh, but I, I mom and dad, don't fight so bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I find, no, yeah. I, We're not going to get into a fate discussion <laughs> no, right yeah, now yeah, and right yeah. now. But needless <laughs> to say, we are watching Fate Extra next week. First three episodes. Okay, Fate Extra. First three episodes. And we hope that you watch along with us. Oh, <laughs> listeners, I am so sorry. <laughs> don't apologize. Actually, I don't even know what I'm getting into. If you watch it, you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased. <laughs> okay, so I think we'll take a small break and then we'll go into recommendations. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. that. Great for yeah. Let's do it then. Hey, Cole. Do you want to be kept up to date with the latest to come out of the gaming, movie, comic, and tech worlds? No, I don't want to. Cole, that's that's not how this promo is supposed to work. I'm not getting paid enough for this, Lisa. Yes, you are, Cole. A lot, actually. Fine. I, Cole Watson, love the Pixels and Ink podcast, and if you think there's any better podcast out there, you're wrong, buddy, and you gotta check it out. Cole. Yes? Do you even listen? Like, like what's your favorite part of the podcast? You guys do news, right? Yes. The news! Ah. <sighs> I'll be in my trailer. I have anime to research. Oh, God. Anyway, tune into Pixels and Ink Podcast every Friday to hear the latest news, reviews, and deep dives into the worlds of comics, gaming, tech, and movies. You can find us at CG Mag Online, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. You can follow us at Twitter at CG Mag Online, Facebook at CG Magazine, and catch past episodes on our YouTube channel. Uh, under CG Magazine. Don't delay. Listen today. Oh, hell yeah. And welcome back to Anime Research Society. So this is our section of recommendations where each one of us uh, recommends a series that uh, we hold near and dear to our heart and one that we hope that you would watch as well. Uh, who wants to kick things off? I'll start. <laughs> well, yeah. Preston. Yeah. So it's not a fade anime. Whoa. What? So good. So good news for everyone. My recommend, my, 
Oh, well, eventually I'll come back to that. But um, my recommendation is Mobile Suit Gundam uh, 0080 War in the Pocket, which is a Gundam OVA series from, I want to say, like, 1989. It was yes. the late, late 80s. And um, it was... I was introduced to the show a few months ago because I wasn't really into Gundam. And a friend and I just had a day where it's like, hey, we're just going to watch a bunch of different Gundam series and see how it goes. And more than any other, War in the Pocket, like, really hooked me in. It sunk its claws in deep. And I was like, we need to keep watching all these episodes. This is fantastic. And the show is about, it's set in the um, Universal Century timeline uh, during um, the main... It's a side story um, during the events that happened in the original Mobile Suit Gundam in another pocket of the uh, solar system. And it is about the, con- like, it's still about the conflict between Xeon and the Earth forces. And uh, it's six episodes of this, or sorry, I should say five episodes of this is really great, this is heartwarming, and it's an interesting look at, like, both sides of war. Mm-hmm. And a final episode that will absolutely crush your soul <laughs> yeah. and make you, like, hate everything in a good way. Uh, yeah, no. so this was a Gundam series done during, like, Tomino's Kill Em All. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, I'm, if, I remember, if I recall correctly, this is the first uh, Gundam series that wasn't directed or created by, like, the original creator of it. Yeah. Correct? Because um, I, I think so. I'm I, ap- sure. I apologize. I'm still new to I'm this whole timeline. Gundam yeah, thing. I'm trying to think of the timeline. I'm, I'm looking into the timeline now. <laughs> my, my brain. Is what does saying... the timeline say? What does the timeline say? Cool. <laughs> what are the Tell power us? levels? <laughs> but War in the Pocket is a show that it doesn't have a lot of fighting to it, and the fighting that it does have is pretty okay as overall rule. But I fell in love with the characters and their relationships and how they interact in this world and the evolution of them throughout each of the episodes. Because even though they're they're only six episodes, they go through a lot of changes. And by the end they're almost unrecognizable from what they were at the beginning. Yeah. I think that's like the benefit of that series. Because it's so short, they have to cram all that character development and then it, such a short frame. And then it ends and there's no follow up to it and it's fine. Yeah. Like, that's okay. That well, yeah, it's a side story of a much larger war. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. And it's a very interesting perspective on that war. Okay, I don't like that you recommended this, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I am, unlike the rest of you, I am a Gundam newbie, and I don't know hey, why. Hey, I was a Gundam newbie <laughs> when I saw this, too. I'm surprised I'm not the first one to recommend a Gundam series on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I win, Cole. Remington, I am so like I just my my first entry was just recent and it was uh, to Iron Blooded Orphans. Yeah, and I, that killed me. And I and now you're showing me another one where I have to die. I at watched the end. I watched Iron Blooded <laughs> Orphans on the same day that we were watching this, but like in all honesty, War in the Pocket is astounding. Yeah. War in the Pocket yeah. hits you in the feels a lot harder yeah. to me than and, Orphans. And yeah. you, no, you want that. You're one thing that through it. one <laughs> thing that I don't know, however, is where you can watch it on because I watched it on DVD. DVD. I believe. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to watch it legally. Here, here's the thing. I believe it's available on the Gundam.info YouTube channel. Th- this is an official oh, channel be, yeah. that yeah. that likes to put okay. out all of the Gundam series. I know that they put out Seed. I know Wings up there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. We're, yeah, we're not touching we're not on Seed. Don't worry. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, and, and all like the Gundam Build Fighters ones. I think 0080's up there. If not, then uh. 
Well, you might oh. just have to get the new yeah. Blu-rays that came out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, please check out um, Mobile Suit Gundam 0080, War in the Pocket. I promise you, you won't regret it. Yeah, that's a really good recommendation. All yeah. right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate you next week, aren't I? When I come back. Oh, you. <laughs> you don't hate me already? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's surprising. Yeah, but anyways. Cool. Good recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Who's up next? Um, I can go next. Remington. So I recently watched Black Panther, and it reignited my love for superhero stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about one of my favorite series, Tiger and Bunny. Oh, yeah, boy! Tiger and Bunny <laughs> <laughs> is it feels a lot like X-Men in the beginning, where it's just people randomly getting superpowers. But instead of everybody hiding in the shadows, they decide to make a reality TV show what? of superheroes yeah. stopping criminals. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Yes. Get hype! <laughs> what? Yeah. It is one of the best Okay, you can I've stop that. Call. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is also one of my favorite series. I own all the figure arts of Tiger and oh Bunny. It's so... Uh, it's so amazing. But, um, yes, so Tiger and Bunny follows uh, a hero named Kotetsu. He's about 40 years old, I'd say. Yeah. And he is, like, an old superhero uh, called Wild Tiger. And he wears, like, the get-up, the suit, and everything. And he's old-fashioned. Nobody likes him anymore. He's not popular. And to sort of re- revitalize him and get his sponsorships back, they decide to do the first-ever superhero team-up. And they put him up with this much younger guy named Barnaby Brooks, who takes on the role of Bunny. And they get these new super suits. It looks very... It's CG, but it looks nice. It is clean. And they share the same power set, right? Yeah, they have the exact same powers, which is uh, they can sort of give themselves super strength for five minutes, exactly. Yeah. It is amazing seeing these two work together. It's one of the best chemistries I've ever seen of two main characters. And it's the whole story is just about doing the right thing versus rules, and it's it's so good just seeing them try because we'll, Tiger will always try to bend the rules just to do the right thing because he always just wanted to be a superhero, and Barnaby Brooks wants to just be the number one hero. Yeah. So he doesn't really care about civilians; he just cares about making it look good, and it. Ah, oh, it's such a good series. Like, a thing with the show's format, even, is that they award points to the heroes, and then there's, like, an award show exactly. after the season. And that ties into the sponsorships, yeah. which is one of the best ways of marketing I've ever seen. <laughs> Real-life companies, to help, like, promote this anime, put their logos all over the superheroes' costumes. So you'll see, like, Bandai Namco, you'll see Amazon, yeah. you'll see... SoftBank on yeah, Tiger. Yeah, SoftBank. Or- like the official logos are the official yes. logo. Yeah. Wow. There is a in girl. Japan, this was, was a commercial in Japan for a long time for Pepsi Nest. Yes, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> and one of the one of the superheroes, she would drink Pepsi on the show, and they used that commercial on TV, and it was amazing. That's incredible. I forget if she gets points for that. <laughs> <laughs> she got points for her intros yes. every time. But oh yeah, they do get points for intros. That's oh. Yeah, so it's a really good series. 26 episodes by Sunrise. So um, just great animation. And even better, it just recently this year got announced for a new season. And I'm very <laughs> excited for it. Okay, now I'm really excited for it. And uh, there's also two movies. One movie recaps the first half of the series. And the second movie actually takes place at the end of the series and gives an epilogue. And it, uh, it's such a good movie. It's- it's worth it. It's yeah. all. It's all really worth it. There's great fights. All the yeah. characters are so nice. It's, 
just unique cast of just bringing these older heroes together with the younger heroes and it's such a good world it's a unique world just the way it's really irreverent like like (laughs) very random things happening in very (laughs) very random it's it's sort of the way we look at media the way we look at reality tv just mm-hmm. we're we're all about ratings and just what gets people looking at it. Not really. Instead of the ethics of things. Yeah, like we don't really care about the content so much as long as people are looking at it. Yeah, exactly. And I I really like that about the series. It was it, it was emotional. It gets really emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I kind I really want to check this out now. Yeah, yeah. I, you need to see. It's this. a great journey. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, wow. Okay, so that's two that I haven't seen that I need to watch now, so that's exciting. <laughs> think I'll add a third to your list then. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. What do you got? So uh, in the previous episode, Lisa recommended a series called Aka 13, uh, which I've started. I'm on episode six of, and a big thing that Lisa loves about this series was the jazz music of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I love the jazz of Akka, but it wasn't what got me into jazz music in general. There's always Cowboy Bebop. Everyone brings that up because you're a course. liar if you say it wasn't Cowboy Bebop. I, well, then I'm a liar because <laughs> while I love the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack, it didn't get me to explore jazz itself. Mm-hmm. The series that did is my recommendation for the week: Kids on the Slope, or in Japanese, Sakamichi no Apollon. And this is a 12-episode series brought to you by MAPPA Tezuka, Pre- uh, Tezuka Productions and music by Yoko Kano. Oh. So it's still the Cowboy Bebop team, and it's still a hell of a lot of jazz. <laughs> so this series, uh, so Kids on the Slope, is a drama romance set during the summer of 1966. And it's the story about this extremely introverted teen named Kaoru. And the reason why this boy is so introverted is because he moves almost like every year due to his father's work. And as a result, he has no friends. He gets nauseous when dealing with others. And that all begins to change when Kaoru moves to Kyushu and encounters uh, the beautiful Ritsuko, who he loves very dearly, and the seemingly thuggish Sentaro. Despite constantly getting into fights daily with others, Sentaro is actually a very kind-hearted person who absolutely loves jazz music. And what Sentaro does is that later... He takes Kaoru to the local record shop where he begins to learn the joys of playing jazz and breaking down his socially awkward barriers. Uh, this anime came out when I was in high school, and a lot of that really like mirrored with me where it's like, I don't know my place in, in this world. I don't know where I'm going to go. It's, I'm socially awkward. I'm shy talking to others. I'm kind of in a shell. And this really just, like, warmed me up and kind of even brought me out of my shelf in real life where I'm like, yeah, I, I, I want to develop relationships with people and stuff. I don't want to be just this little nerdy kid in anime club <laughs> who's not talking to anyone. <laughs> now you're a full-grown adult yeah. in an anime research society. Exactly. Just society. Just He's society. so mature now. And I welcome everyone to join us. Yeah, let's not do the faux accents. <laughs> just, just, just please okay yeah. oh, that sounds like a really good series though. yeah it's it, it, and I, I love that it like i just love anything that well not anything that's actually not true at all because i'm going through the list <laughs> and i'm thinking about it but i love the majority of what shinichi no watanabe does uh direct yeah and um I'm, I'm gonna say one thing and i understand why this over cowboy bebop got you into jazz because even though yes yoko kano is just i i she's she's amazing yeah and that's it but <laughs> but 
like this one has probably the most uh like approachable jazz music to get to because it's all riffs on um like standards that you've all heard before Yes. Like, uh, I know you were showing us uh, earlier before we started podcast, you were showing us a scene from episode seven where he was playing, uh, where, uh, the main character was playing, um, so they played my favorite things, Yeah, my favorite. Th- went into, uh, uh, my prince comes near and then, uh, ended it off with Monin. Yeah. And these are all things that you've heard somewhere before. So, but it's because of Yoko Kano's like careful hand when it comes to her music yes. that it, it just makes it, it's, it takes it and you know, just like jazz, it blo- evolves it and grows it and, like, beautifies the whole thing and really, like, plays into the whole, like, uh, dynamic between, dichotomy between, like, the, the animation and the actual music, like, and the music that they're using for it. Exactly. So, I totally get that. I understand. It's You're a still wrong. Thing. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> my recommendation. Don't hurt me, Lisa. No, you can't tell him what to do. <laughs> it's a great recommendation. Like, I, that's one of, that's one that I've been meaning to watch for, like, you said it came out from you in high school. I was in university, so it's one of those ones that I was like, when it was harder for me to before, you know, internet was easier to download stuff, and it was harder for me to get stuff like that. But uh, I'm, I'm got to go back to it. It's good. It's really good. So, so what is your recommendation, Lisa? I'm also picking uh, Shinichiro Watanabe uh, anime only because. Okay, so let me tell you the story, guys. This weekend, I had a lot of work to do. We're in for a long one. No, it's short. It's short. My Buckle up. My stories go nowhere. You guys know this. Anyway, so I had a lot of work to do, so I couldn't sit down and actually dedicate to like a, a subbed anime. So I was watching a lot of dubbed this week okay. and uh, catching up on stuff I haven't seen in ages before because I'm kind of caught up on as it is. And I flipped all the way back to uh, Space Dandy. Oh, okay. okay. all right. So this is my and I'm I. Didn't think I'd ever like this. I always pass this one on. I'm like, it just looks stupid. It looks like a knockoff XL saga, and that's all I want to see. But <laughs> uh, I sat down, and maybe it's because I wasn't watching it like 100% in. I, I was, but it, it drew me in after like two episodes. But at the first, I wasn't watching it. Or maybe it's because I binge watched 26 episodes all in one shot while I was working. But Space Dandy is probably one of those that I'm definitely going to go back to years afterwards because of just how awesome it is and the fact that it was so awesome in like uh, in dubbed really blew my mind because it's, sometimes it's so hard to find something that is good in dubbed or at least as good as it is in, in like the, the sub version of it yeah. yeah. but the voice actors they had on this guys I actually laughed out loud on things and I don't normally do that when I'm watching <laughs> TV by myself with my rabbit so <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so anyway, Space Dandy um, it, it is a space opera, all right, that follows the misadventures of Dandy, who's an alien hunter. Dandy. <laughs> He's a Dandy guy in space. So, um, I, um, our, our uh, editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry, actually had to ask, had ex- asked me, what is a Dandy? And so let me explain to you, for those of you who do not know what a Dandy is, a Dandy is someone who is very precious about how they keep themselves and, like, how they look. And what they do with themselves, and they're really like really into themselves. So he was a dandy, um, and he travels around space on in the the um, Aloha Oi. That's the name of the ship, and it's like he he's got like this crazy pompadour, and he's like really like you know very typical dude. He's a typical dude. Yeah, he is. Anyway, so he has yeah. he has a little assistant called QT, who's an adorable robot that has. In the in the dub version, uh, has the greatest like 
auto-tune voice, and I was living for this robot. <laughs> Everything was auto-tuned, and it made me so happy. Uh, eventually, he finds a, a Beetlejuicey and alien that looks like a cat called Meow, and the running joke is that this cat is that this Meow is a cat. So anyway, um, they just basically go through space and. They get encounter all sorts of adventures while they're hunting aliens, and it goes from like, all right, normal, you know, crazy comedy anime to like surrealistic bizarre. And by the time it hits the second season, even though this is a series that already jumps the shark, it it jumps like a tank full of sharks by the second <laughs> by the second season because it gets so trippy and like the artwork on top of it is incredible. Um, but like. This is the sort of thing you'd expect from, like, the same guy that did, like, Samurai Champloo and, like, yeah, Cowboy Bebop yeah. and stuff like that. And, of course, the music is... The music is there, It's but it's, like, it's just perfect for it. They even had, like, their own group called uh, the Dandy Band. Oh, really? Who actually does the music for the whole thing. Like, all the so- the, so- the opening and the closing theme were done by the Dandy Band. And they're just, like, great, catchy, stupid little things. <laughs> Now, um, from what I remember about that show, I just remember each episode being, like, such a story. Yeah. Like, it was... It's, every episode is very self-contained, yeah. although there are callbacks and Easter eggs and some running gags that go throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is explained towards the end. Hmm. So, like, don't treat it as, like, okay, this is just a weird show and I can just watch any... There is an actual through line uh, See, it. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. That was no. the one thing I didn't know. Did you watch I, the end? I, no, I didn't finish okay, it. I watched why. some of it. And I was like, oh, these are fun yeah. little episodes. No, there's <laughs> actual continuity. It oh, explains I need to go end. back. Oh. And it's like such... It's it's such a good surprise. Um, and I, I feel like, honestly, of uh, I'm always dis- let down by series and finales, okay? Mm. I've been let down more than I could possibly count on, like, of my hands. Hello, my erased. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you read the manga, that's why. Yes. Yeah. That's the reason why I don't like the anime ending. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, the like, this one had the most satisfying ending, and it was so perfectly built, like, it's like they planned exactly how the last two lines were going to be, like, right from the start, just how well it was built up, and yeah, it's, it's I, if you want something stupid that you can like either pay like a hundred percent focus to or maybe sixty percent depending on what you're watching. This is the anime for you. It is just so fun and it's so bright and so colorful and just so in your face and every episode has almost slightly different tones in animation as well. Especially towards yeah. the, se- the end of the second season. So I totally recommend this one. It's awesome. Also, QT rules my world. My heart. I have so much anime homework. <laughs> <laughs> we all do, and this is how I don't know where we're going to watch it all, but this is how it is. Such when is life. When you're part of the Anime Research Society. The Anime Research <laughs> Society. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. At least none of the recommendations have been, like, awful yeah. so yeah. far. Well, like, I, I would like to think that we all have... Pr- Pretty good taste in anime. We yeah, would hope part, so. part of me part is part of a society about it. <laughs> part of me, there's so. a deep dark part of me that wants to be like, okay, you guys are gonna watch some like the worst thing that I can find up like on this board, like the lowest rated anime on my anime list. I'm gonna pick it, and <laughs> you know, oh, guys, I haven't even started. Well, I haven't even started with my boy anime. Wait every until week, it's my turn. Please, no. every week we're gonna I'm watch. Going to be recommending school days from now on. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna watch Dive, which is like free but worse. <laughs> 
I've seen that. It looks oh. so bad. Oh. The uh, only one I haven't actually, like, I, I normally, like, I'll have no problem going headfirst into a series like that, just because I'm like, okay, I'm not here for, like, I'm here for junk food for my mind, all right? And the only one I haven't been able to sit through and, like, make it through was All Out. Oh, that's um, rugby. That's one, the rugby. Right? Yeah, oh. rugby. The one with the really weird anatomy. It's yeah. just... The one with the hair. That's like okay. They yeah. were like JoJo characters on steroids. Yeah. Handle it. Oh, it was God. that. That's good it wasn't even like I. I didn't care anyway. But anyway, yeah. as far as those things go, yeah, that's that's that. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, I think we'll close out here then. Well, not quite. Oh, really? Lisa. Mm-hmm. Is there? You watched an anime, right? Uh, Lisa Ooh. watched an anime! I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched an anime. Okay, so I actually realized that we didn't preface this in the first episode, why we do the Lisa watch an anime. and Because uh, Cole knows, and yes, Remington know. knows. Yeah. And but I'm slowly Preston discovering. did not know this. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. Listeners out there, I watch a lot of anime, or I have watched in my long life a lot of anime, and I tend to watch them in, like, chunks and spurts, and I watch them kind of together, so they kind of blur together, so I, I, get, I lose track of who's what, what, what are the names are, what are the titles are, what happens in the anime. <laughs> and so I've started, it started off with, like, just friends around who I was like, okay, guys, I had this, this, what anime is this? And I'd start talking about it, and it would make no sense, and then it sort of spilled out into the office, and so, yeah, yeah it, it tends to... I need I need help. That's <laughs> what I'm saying so, guys, I watched it anyway, and uh, I need you to help me figure out what it is. But, wh- what was which first week? Did you guys want to know what last week's was? Because I figured we figured it out. Yeah, we did. We figured it out. So. I remembered half the title. Yeah. yeah. So it was, and I actually had to look it up because I was just like making sure. I I realized I cannot. Doesn't it also have like four or five, di- like three it or has. four different variations on what the like translation <laughs> is? So the yeah, there's like. Three different ways of saying this thing, but I'm gonna go with the the Funimation Crunchyroll and uh, Wikipedia way of saying it. And the anime that I was thinking of was Ashik Record of Bastard Magic Instructor. Akashic. Akashic. <laughs> I would never <laughs> ever have thought of that. I mean, I was close to a GTO Magical Girl edition, <laughs> <saying> but. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but this week's, guys, this week's, uh, I thought I'd make it a little easier. I thought I'd make it an easier one to find. Okay. And uh, I'm going to try That's my gonna best. That's going to feel worse if I can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that right. just puts the pressure on. Okay, so there's this boy. And, um, always starts this way. There's <laughs> <laughs> always a boy. There's always, always these boys. There's always a harem. Man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it starts off where, like, he's, he's like a, a magical, crazy guy and he's in like this very dark world with like all these skeletons coming at him and then he can like crush them with like these attacks of light and then all of a sudden he's at his school with this girl and we find out that he's like really poor and he has to do uh all sorts of jobs i guess to attend the school i'm not entirely sure but he somehow also plays a lot of video games and he falls in love with this girl in this game, which he realizes is, like, the richest, like, most popular girl in the school. You know it? I think I might know He's it. He's got it. Okay. okay. No, oh, wait. No, I don't I don't have it. No. I'm thinking of something else. Keep going. Keep going. And I know, I know, like, later on, there's, like, uh, events that happen, and they uh, end up playing this game together, and then the game ends, and then he's, like, really depressed, and then he goes to no, meet her, no. mo- her dad, and then who happens to be the creator of the game that they both play, and then, like, 
things happen. She gets kidnapped, and they get sucked into a magical world, and that's all I remember. Okay, so I thought I knew this. I have no clue what it is. <laughs> it was actually I'm not even sure if it got an anime ad- adaptation. Like I was with you up till the point where it's like, oh, the game shut down. It was like there was this m- manga, maybe is what I was thinking of, of a boy who like ends up meeting someone online through the game, and then discovers that she, like the girl in game, is also like in like his class and they start like a video game club at their school oh, that's why I, I, that's why I, I know thought, what you're talking about that's, that's a good one that's why I thought <sighs> the dungeon oh, okay. I know what yeah, you're talking I, about I know I know uh, which one you're talking about no 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 no. that's not it because that one's pure fantasy but like this is just like they play MMOs no 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 no. this came out like right before gamers I think like I but really you never meet a girl online that's yeah. it. Uh, that's, wow! That's, I'm killing it today. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know what the heck is up with your description. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know what God. that was. That sounded like like half of it was like season of Yu-Gi-Oh. Half so of it really was like know. first half was like okay, the girl like has this... pink hair or lavender. That does not help. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's very helpful. No, the guy it's not. has silver hair and he wears a scarf. Okay, that's even further away from <laughs> like anything that I knew. Wow. He has. He carries around a cap. What? Nope. Yeah. There's like a cute little cat that he fought. Like, it just sounds like I, I legit have no idea what this is. I'm making my own anime up. <laughs> like, I swear this like is Like the first anime. half of what you described is like, okay, like that's an anime. We're getting closer and closer. And then the second half is like, okay, why are you getting in the truck and driving away like, from this description? Yeah. There's so many elements there. Like some sword art online. Some like yeah. like devil is a part-timer. And like and... He, they go to a magical world? What? They go to, I'm guessing, a magical online world. I Wait, what's the magical, the online, magical online, online world? world? Is that the world of it's, the internet? Is it the bridge to Terabithia? There's a desert and there's temples. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually getting more and more ticked money. off the more descriptions oh you add to this. I swear, these are just things I'm remembering. When Lisa describes an anime, it sounds like it's every genre at once. Yeah, exactly. Like at the very I least with la- a lot of anime. At the very least with last week, I kind of had an idea with where you were going, but I just couldn't remember like the Akashic re- records. And I know bit. I saw this one sooner than the one I talked about last. Yeah, week. Yeah, and I straight up don't know what you're on about, and it's ah. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you said this one's easier than the last. Yeah, one? it's it's. Deeper. No, it's not. You lie. <laughs> <laughs> What is the rating on this anime? Uh, I know it's not mature. It's like, it's just... I meant, like, point-wise. Is this, like, like a four? (laughs) Do people hate this anime? I don't think so. I I think it's just pretty average. I don't think it's, like... I don't think it's super popular, but I don't think it's, like... It's not Diary of an MMO Junkie, is it? No, no. No, like, that's just throwing out... That one I can... There's a school element. No. No, yeah, but I'm just... A rich kid's school. That doesn't help. That doesn't... No. (laughs) So many of these elements are just so generic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Guys, when you really strip down anime, can, it's we, like, can we not all be Lisa? For some reason. It's like you were like, <laughs> no. someone went up to you and was like, hey, Lisa, we need you to make a Sword Art Online knockoff. And you're like, I got you. Yeah. I got this. Hold my beard, beer, dude. <laughs> I, I was on the writing team for all the games. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I wasn't. So I don't think any of us are going to get it this yeah. week. No? Well, wow. maybe our listeners can, and hopefully... Oh, Help God me, listeners. You You're my only hope. When they tune in next week. When they tune in, or I, but we put them off this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, let's close this out. I think it's time to let it go, guys, because... 
I'm stuck and yep, I gotta find yep. this out <laughs> okay well thanks for listening tune into CG Magazine SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app to listen to the continuing adventure of the Anime Research Society brought to you by CG Magazine and the Pixels Inc. podcast have a question or comment for the society tweet at us at A underscore R underscore society or find us all on Twitter at well for me it is Kaiser underscore Watson Lisa I am at Lisa Awesome with no E's. Remington. I'm at Remington Joseph. And Preston. At Preston Dosa. Dosa spelt Z-S-A at the end. Okay. And you can also leave a comment at CG Magazine or at CGMagOnline.com. Want more from CG Magazine and the Pixels and Ink? Well, follow us on Twitter at CG Mag Online, Facebook, CG Magazine, or Instagram at CG Magazine, as well as YouTube. CG Max. <laughs> From everyone here at the Anime Research Society. It's very obvious. <laughs> we are pushing the brand. brand. From everyone here at the Anime Research Society, thank you and good night.